Welcome to the Glow Up Effect podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth Diana. Here at the Glow Up Effect, we're diving deep into mindset shifts, inspiration, and daily actions to help you thrive in your everyday. Let's get down to business and let's claim your glow up, girl. Welcome to another episode of the Glow Up Effect podcast. Today, I'm hanging out with Jewel. Say hello. Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> hi, hi. So Jewel is going to talk all about her coaching practice as a brain-based coach. She's joining me from Michigan, and I'm really excited to really talk about her craft and her approach to coaching. So thank you for joining me today, Jewel. I'm literally so excited to be here. I have been stalking you for a while. I think you're so real, and I can't wait to have such a real conversation with you. <laughs> yeah, we're going to dive right in. So, you know, tell us about yourself. You know, tell us about who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so um, I am a brain-based coach. So I am a life coach. I always say for anybody with a brain, um, I typically tend to attract past versions of myself. So um, what that may look like is I was really perfectionistic. I was... I would argue or say high achieving, like I thought I was this, but I was ambitious because I wanted to feel like I was enough. So I was like, let me achieve these things. Let me um, make sure everybody likes me. So I feel good about myself and I feel valued. Yeah. So I typically attract people that are in that kind of mindset space and they're like, oh, you get me. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I love that you said that because they say, you know, your ideal client is, you know, nine times out of 10, a past version of yourself. So I was like, yep, spot on. Like, there you are going after it because when you attract those people, I think you're even more in your zone of genius. So I love that you said that. Um, but I wanted to kind of pick at, you know, your journey to becoming a coach because when we had ultimately connected um, a couple of months ago or like a month or so, uh, we talked about how you were kind of like torn, you know, you were kind of off-putting, going to grad school, aren't we all, right? <laughs> um, and you were like, all right, do I, should I become a therapist or a life coach? And you kind of were like playing tug of war. So tell us more about how you were like, no, I'm going to be a coach and that this is my calling. Yeah. Yeah. So at that time, um, I was really deciding like whether or not I wanted to be with grads or go to grad school because I thought it was safe. Right. And at that point I had a life coach for a while. Um, and she, literally helped me in like the first two years completely change where I was. So um, right before I was introduced to her, I was actually um, struggling with suicidal thoughts. This was like seven years ago, but um, I was struggling with suicidal thoughts. Um, I was having like daily panic attacks. And um, so she literally helped me do like a 180, 360, whatever the right term is. And I was so passionate about what I was learning. Um, but I thought it wouldn't be the safe option. I didn't know what was possible being a coach because for her anyway, she just did it on the side for like fun. She was um, a school social worker during the day. And I was like, that's cool. But like, I really want to help people full time. Um, and then I really learned that like, there was so much possibility, like helping people online and that like, there were people out there that really wanted that work. People that yeah. didn't just want to, because let me be clear as well, like therapy can be very beneficial um, and is very, very, very valuable, valuable work and beautiful work. And I would never deter anybody from therapy, but I often felt like I stalled out. 
And I find that a lot of my clients have had similar experiences where they go for a while and eventually they're like, okay, but like, how do I change like my behaviors like quicker? Like, how do I hit these goals that I want to hit quicker? Um, and these tools, these brain-based tools do that. So um, yeah, it was just honestly being scared and believing in what was possible anyway, <laughs> deciding to grad school um and being really real with myself that going to grad school just to be to fill this um high achieving like yeah like check it off the, the list yeah i love that and i love how you said it, like you it took you a while to be like wow like all the possibilities that like coaching can take um because i think we're we're all ultimately faced with that and i feel like i have definitely reached that that kind of hump in the road to like, wow, like this is limitless. Um, you know, people want and need what I offer. Um, so it's, it's a really gratifying feeling. Um, and I was just like smiling, like you tell the story. I'm like, oh, I love that because it's really like when it clicks, it clicks. Yeah. Uh, but I want to actually really quick. So sorry. Yeah. I say too, because oftentimes when I hear other people describe their stories, I don't know if you do this, but I'm like, oh, that sounds so like easy. Can I just tell and make sure everybody knows? I was scared the entire time. And I moved back in with my parents after being gone for five years. But yeah. I was so scared. I was kind of embarrassed. Like it was not a pretty thing to make this decision, but it was so worth it. So I just want to make sure everybody knows that. Oh no, that was great context. Yeah, because I mean, doing things scared, I feel like sometimes also puts it into to reference for yourself you're like okay I guess if I'm scared it should mean that like I'm headed in the right direction I can't say that it will always feel that way <laughs> um but I I think that it usually is an indicator that you know because you're scared it might be that it's gonna allow you to grow love that love it yes. but I wanted to ask you you know can you share more about the way that thinking affects the way we feel and how you ultimately implement into this your into your client work um you know i know you help your clients with goal setting and confidence you know all those kind of action items that help us feel more productive and like on point uh so i just kind of wanted to ask you about how you incorporate like mastering the mind yeah so the tools that I use, um, it makes like emotions and thoughts and behaviors almost become like math, I would say, where it's like, okay, so the way you're thinking affects the way you feel. So like, you can't have like a feeling like even right now, you and I are both feeling something. Yes, it might not be like a super strong emotion, but we're still feeling something. And it's because of the thoughts that we're having even right now. Um, so checking in with that like if you are end up procrastinating it's because you're feeling something mm -hmm. if we don't realize that we don't realize that our emotions are involved in those things that they are like um i know we talked about this before we got on but this is why i tell people one of the best things you can do to increase your time management skills um is to really check in with what you're feeling because if you're feeling dread if you're feeling like um overwhelmed your brain is probably thinking like if it's dread it's probably thinking what i'm doing isn't going to work anyway so why even try to work out when it's not going to work and then you're going to procrastinate working out like so anyway making it like math like that i think helps people really see it and understand it in a way that we're not really taught Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, like you said, we, I brought it up right before we got on. I was like, so you made this awesome TikTok about how time management and emotions correlate. And I love that you actually said it was math because um, I was 
I was thinking more of it, you know, just like, okay, like I got to face my feelings. Like, does anyone ever really want to talk about their feelings? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So it can, it can be kind of, I feel like almost overwhelming. Do you find that it is overwhelming when you start kind of like, not picking at, but like kind of probing um, your clients like, okay, well, you know, why do you think you feel this? Why do you think, you know, what has kind of been your experience? Yeah, I love that you asked that because I think a lot of men will get on a con I coach both like sexes mm -hmm. um, or genders and a lot of men will get on the call with me and they'll tell me, I, I can't tell you how many times they'll be like, I don't talk about things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, it's when it's different again from it's, it is still explorative like therapy is, but it, it's more about like, again, when it's more set up like math that way, it's less like, it's, harder to make like the feeling mean something about you or to make it mean yeah. something wrong rather than oh this is just math right here it's so much easier to look at it that way it, it makes um like looking into your feelings or your thoughts or your actions so much more objective that way so um because I have people like in my life ask me too, they're like, oh, are you drained? And I'm like, never. Because it, it really is just about getting curious on what that math is um, mm -hmm. and how to shift it, right? Oh, I love that. Uh, I wanted to kind of shift over to talk about how we are like almost as humans naturally wired to always be afraid or to be doubtful or to be battling with the imposter syndrome because let's be real we all have it um, and I wanted to ask you how you or how you would suggest the listeners and us we can work around being avoidant because when we're afraid and when we're doubtful we just avoid 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 um, and kind of be able to manipulate that and kind of go for that like go-getter mentality and attitude um so we can face shit right <laughs> yeah oh, elizabeth oh my gosh i can't tell you like i i know i already told you in the beginning but this is exactly why i was so excited to have this conversation with you and y'all she does her research okay yes <laughs> I too was stalking you. <laughs> <laughs> so flattered. Um, yes. So, um, okay. I even like forgot the question. I just got so excited about how <laughs> <laughs> it was about how can we work around being avoidant so that we can kind of manipulate that feeling, I guess, um, or that thought to kind of go and adopt that go-getter mentality to just like go after the things we want and desire. Yes. Okay. So like you said earlier, your brain is really wired to fear and to doubt. Mm -hmm. um, I love that you said it in that way because that is literally the way I say it to all of my clients and to um, when people get on consults with me, I think it's abnormal for their brain not to offer them up. Like a, I always call it like that healthy dose of fear mm -hmm. and doubt because most of my people have never done coaching like this before. Mm -hmm. So then your brain, this is like a separate, but, um, but also I think really important. Your brain thinks that you're specially like messed up. Like <laughs> your brain's like, oh, but like it worked for other people, but what if it doesn't work for me? Yeah. Right? We love to think, and is it okay if I swear on of here? Course. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like we love to think that we are specially fucked like that. Uh -huh. So when your brain offers you up that fear and doubt, especially like even on the consult call right before people decide, it's so 
healthy to be there because your brain's trying to keep you safe. It's trying to keep you protected. And once you can really understand that, and I think to understand how your particular brain tries to keep you protected, it's a lot easier. So for me, my brain now doesn't, like it's, it keeps me, it wants to keep me more protected and it brings up more fear and doubt when it comes to like relationships in my life where it's like, oh, danger here, danger here. Whereas somebody, it might be like going to the gym, like, um, or like going after a big goal or starting their business. Um, I have one of my close friends who like her brain's like, you can't do that. They're like, that's out of the norm for what's possible. Yeah. Right. So um, I think understanding like what your brain particularly thinks is scary or doubtful really, really helps. But yes, we avoid things. Um, we love to avoid things and we are wired <laughs> to try to avoid things. We're wired to save energy, to seek pleasure, um, and to avoid pain. And if your brain, like your primitive brain, that primitive machine in your head, if it thinks that, um, there's any chance of you getting hurt, uh, it's going to offer you up fear and doubt. And it's just going to want to go to like Netflix and save that energy, seek pleasure and avoid pain. Right. Yes. Always run to Netflix. <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yes. I, I love that you said, you know, once you kind of, I guess, go through the motions enough, you kind of know what to expect from your brain and yourself. So then ultimately, you know, in the right framework, you're going to be able to call yourself out on it. And it's like, Oh, hold up reaching the part where it shit gets real scary and I got to halt and like reassess. So I love that you said that because I think it's also the ability to kind of call yourself out um, and like know that these patterns are normal and you just got to know when to, to wiggle your way out of there. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's so normal. And we love to think that we are the only ones that struggle with it. And we are so not like, there's so many common thoughts that I coach people on that. I'm like, if y'all just heard everybody else, if y'all just mm -hmm. heard, because everybody thinks that they're behind or they're, they're not together. Or they're not motivated enough. No, your brain's wired in this way and it's wired to fear and doubt. Um, but I think, yeah, understanding what your particular brain, like what the language, I call it the language of your brain, what your brain is afraid of or doubtful of is really helpful. Um, but two, don't be a dick to yourself. Mm -hmm. Don't be a dick to yourself, but it makes it so much worse. People try to like judge themselves or pressure themselves out of it. Um, and you will know if you're doing that because it'll feel absolutely terrible and dreadful or mm -hmm. pressureful, right? Um, that does not work in the long run. <laughs> it's just don't, do it. don't do it, guys. <laughs> Love that. Thank you so much for sharing. I wanted to switch gears. And ultimately, when we connected, we talked about your fascination and your real interest lately in the concept of friendship. Mm -hmm. So tell us more about how you kind of have been looking more into that and the ability of kind of being a resource for people who genuinely are seeking connection, right? Yeah. Yeah, so um, this was something that I, again, like I said earlier, my, my particular brain is like, oh, you could be in danger in this friendship here. Like they could judge you. And it was like that for years. And it was something that I thought for a long time that like that would just be something that I would deal with. Um, but getting coaching myself and applying, again, these same math, medical, like coaching tools and knowledge about the brain to myself, 
um, I created that like group of friends that I always wanted. And now that I know how to do that, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's totally somebody out there, some girl, some guy that is thinking that they just have to be stuck with feeling this loneliness, right? Um, so there's one perspective that I want to offer. Um, I got it from Shasta Nelson. She's a genius, but um, that loneliness is a hunger. Like when we look at it like a hunger for more connection rather than, oh, again, like I'm specially fucked. Yeah. It's so much easier to approach it and, and to think about connection in that way. But I noticed recently because I've helped a lot of people with productivity and I've helped them also chill out <laughs> and take actual time off and not be hustlers yeah but I notice it's the same kind of thinking that helps us do this really fun thing where we will like message a bunch of people to try to combat feeling lonely or we'll just isolate mm -hmm. and it's the same thing too with productivity we'll try to work 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 to feel better or we'll just like avoid completely and just Netflix right mm -hmm. and we do the same thing in connection um so yeah, I'm basically just talking all over the place, but that is why I'm really interested in it. And I just want, I truly just want everybody to, we all want to feel like we belong innately. Mm -hmm. And I really want everybody to learn how to tap into that. So I'm feeling really passionate about it. Thanks. Thanks for asking. Yeah. I love it because I've noticed in curating my podcast and, you know, telling the stories and meeting so many awesome women it has been like kind of this theme of like community building connections and like i like to label it i feel like networking is really broad but networking um and how like all those concepts have been married together to just ultimately like uplift people in whatever work they're doing and i know me myself like networking to me and just connecting with people online complete strangers like you and i right now um has been so pivotal for me like it just makes me love podcasting and creating my platform like a hundred times more because it's like i was never gonna meet you walking down the street because i'm in boston and you're where you are right so i think that being able to not only make the connection but maintain them it just has made um everything kind of flourish for me and then i was reading something online or hearing someone on like a podcast talk about how like just the concept of online communities um and like memberships and you know like masterminds and groups um that are administered online have skyrocketed during covid because people were you know very very likely feeling that loneliness that like lack of connection like i can't just you know go to the bar and be surrounded by strangers but like make it feel great right so i love this and you said friendship and like connection i was like that totally makes sense because the world might ultimately be filled with people but we don't always know how to master how to make that connection but for some reason being online just makes it easier right mm -hmm. yeah definitely definitely and i want to offer too um, I love that you have that perspective because I literally coached somebody earlier today who she was like, all my friends are online and it's a huge problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so good to just, again, reinforce that the way you're thinking about things really matters, <laughs> but, um, it creates your reality, right? That closeness that you feel, which is just awesome. But yeah, I, um, I think we all really want to feel like we belong. And when we treat ourselves and again, we, we think that we're the ones that are like specially messed up and that it's 
that the fact that we're lonely means something bad about us. We just make it so much worse um, on mm -hmm. ourselves. We just create so much disconnection. And when you're feeling disconnection, it's harder to be productive. It's harder to take care of yourself. It's harder to hit the goals that you want to hit. It's it's harder on your romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. um, and can like connection is an upward spiral. It's so much easier to do all of those um, all of those things when you're feeling really connected. Yeah, that absolutely hit the the nail on the head for sure. I wanted actually speaking of productivity, I wanted to ask you know what mindset tips would you give the listeners today to better achieve or master productivity? Because I feel like productivity is like this broad term. You know, like I just want to feel productive. I just want to feel. I want to know. I want to confirm that I was productive today, right? Um, what tips would you give them to kind of better maybe achieve that feeling, um, or at least get them started, right? Yeah. Okay. Love that. I love that you've, again, said it in this way too, because damn, is it true? And again, so many people come to me and they, that's like the thing that they want to be is like, I just want to be more productive. And I just want everybody to get really curious with themselves and ask why, <laughs> why do you want to be producing? Cause that's what productivity means, right? Why do you want to be producing all of the time? And don't get me wrong, I help people produce for their future selves, which I think really is what that means when they're saying yeah. I'm going to be productive. Um, but it's so much more sustainable when you're not going through this cycle of pressuring yourself, overwhelming yourself, getting anxious, and then avoiding for a while, right? Which is really common with people that, um, again, are, are like my past self who are high achievers and are trying to earn their value, um, in the world. So mm -hmm. once you learn how to separate that, which again is very vague, um, and not like a specific tip, but truly it's make or break because the only reason why you want to be productive is to enjoy your life more, right? You want to produce for your future self and enjoy your life, but stressing about it is not helping you <laughs> with yeah. the ultimate goal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And actually, Speaking of goals, I know a lot of your work is around, you know, encouraging your clients, your, your community to hit goals. Um, and goal setting, I feel like might be something that comes around quarterly, that comes around in the new year, right? Um, I don't know. I kind of wanted to ask you, like, what have been your observations in terms of, like, goal setting and how can we be more intentional with it, right? Yeah. I keep saying right today, like, I, I like I'm having... <laughs> my own therapy session with my own coach. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Definitely. I love it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, okay. So the way I like to use goals, especially because people are afraid to set goals because they're afraid of what, how they're going to beat themselves up or how they're going to treat themselves if they don't get it. Mm -hmm. They fail. And that's, again, part of the reason why I say, like, for this productivity, for friendship, for everything I've been talking about, it really comes with slowing down and, like, valuing yourself and training your brain and shifting that, that math of thoughts and feelings and actions to value you to do those things and to do it sustainably. Let me be really clear on that, because if you're afraid that you're going to beat yourself up for a goal, you're probably going to want like subconsciously quit halfway through. Mm -hmm. Right. Or, um, if you do not hit it and beat yourself up, maybe you just stop doing the goal altogether. 
right? So um, here's a few lessons. I think it can be really explained in one of my clients' journeys. So one of my clients had a goal for a month. Um, she owns her own business and her goal is to get like a certain amount of sales. Mm-hmm. And um, she didn't get it that month in those 30 days, but she got, I think it was um, June. So she didn't get it in June, but July 3rd rolls around and she hit the goal. Does it really fucking matter if she got it in 30 days or 34 days or whatever? Yeah. No, it doesn't. So with that, even in that example, what you can tell is like, um, she kept going, right? Because she didn't make her not achieving the goal mean she could never achieve it. Mm-hmm. She like showed up committed. She, she um, used the goal to get better at selling, which was a skill that she wanted for her business. So for her, that was like social media and stuff like that. That skill is going to pay her back over and over. And when you think about goals that way, I'm like, what skill you're going to have, um, you will keep going after the result. You won't keep like, again, being really hard on yourself if you don't get it. Um, and you treat the timeline as arbitrary. You can still be committed to that timeline, but you don't make it the end all be all. Right? Yeah. I love that because I thought of her experience as you were telling the story, like she was literally sharpening the knife. Like she's like, okay, like, yeah, it sucks. I didn't hit in the 30 days, but I'm going to keep going. And then for it to be such a small window of time after that, like 30 days and she crushed it, like it must've been even better. Like it must've been feeling so much more gratifying. So thanks so much for sharing that story. And to wrap up, I wanted to ask you, you know, do you believe, you know, being productive and achieving productivity in your personal life has been a part of your glow up. And do you have a glow tip for the listeners today? Yeah, I definitely do. Again, like it doesn't matter what your goal is. If you're trying to be more productive, create friendships, um, or like get over perfectionistic thinking and all or nothing thinking. It really doesn't matter. Everything we've talked about so much. So, you know, but it doesn't matter what it is. It comes down to like the real question. I think with all my clients and we really get really down to this is like, how do you want to experience your life? Cause that's the only reason why any of it matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you value that and you value you first, all of that becomes easier. So I know that's like, again, a vague thing and most people might not know how to approach that. Um, and that's a conversation I think maybe for, I'll just invite myself back. But, um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's something that's also too, I want to offer like that thinking of valuing yourself and um, befriending yourself is different for everybody. But truly everything that I've gone through and done and for myself and my glow up journey has been through that um, lens. So, so helpful. And then a tip I wanna offer just to get started, because again, we talked about so much so quickly, um, is I would encourage people to get acquainted with what their current thought habits and feeling habits and behavior habits actually are. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the beginning part of learning how to shift them. You have to be aware of what's going on in there, right? And to be objective with it. So I always recommend doing what my mentor, Brooke Castillo, um, calls a thought download. And it's where instead of journaling, you can do it even when you're really anxious. Um, truly, this is the thing I think that helped me like stop having panic attacks after doing it for so long is because it, 
is writing down and listing all of the thoughts that you are having when you're feeling a really intense emotion or even if you're like you're procrastinating something get really acquainted with what's in there because once you know what you're thinking is it's so much easier to be like oh I don't even actually believe that mm-hmm. <laughs> right and to choose to think something different feel something different do a different behavior yeah I love that and I love that it's called thought download because it kind of breaks up with the like whole like I'm idea I'll call it an idea of journaling because it's like now especially like I feel like journaling has even come trendy but like here I am with my journal right but I think when you just kind of break up with this like formality and you're just like just bullet points like thought download like I really like that because I feel like it makes it less pressured um that's how I I registered it in my mind but thank you so much for sharing that um and just thank you for joining me we like you said covered a lot in a short amount of time lots of wealth of knowledge, wealth of um, exploration in terms of how to rework and like play around with what we're thinking and feeling all the time. And I wanted to ask, you know, where can the listeners find you online, check you out, learn more about your work? Yeah. So um, it's just at Life Coach Jewel on Instagram and Facebook. So my spelling is J-E-W-E-L. Um, my website is currently under construction, but I do have a Calendly link up, uh, and I always, always, always am taking new clients. And if I'm not, I know some amazing coaches trained in very similar things. So I got you guys, if that's something that you were interested in, <laughs> but, um, yeah, thank you again so much for having me. I was so jazzed to talk to you. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. Everybody go check out Jewel. Um, and Yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Glove Effect podcast. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and leave a review. If you love this episode, please share with your friends and family and tell them to check out the Glow Up Effect. Lastly, if you don't already, please check me out on Instagram at the Glow Up Effect. 